0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Mickey Pran with co-host Vicki Pran um, in the Worlds of Books for September 20th, 2015. The book we were reading was, um, <laughs> I did it again, um, Hello from the Gillespie's by Monica McInerney, and Vicki has some information on Ms. McInerney.
1: Okay, Um, Ms. McInerney was born in Australia, now lives in Dublin. This Hello from the Gillespie's is her 11th novel. She was um, one of seven children. Her father was the railway station manager, um, and her mother was a librarian. Over her rather checkered career... She, Monica, that is, worked as a book publicist, an event manager, planner of tourism um, festivals. She helped put together a writers uh, and an international writers um, event. She was a freelance editor, a hotel cleaner, barmaid, great picker, just about anything that one can do. I think so. She has a really major background to draw on her husband is Irish which is why they finally settled in Dublin after going back and forth between um, uh, uh, Ireland and Australia her first novel was called a taste for it published in 2001 and immediately met with a lot of acclaim um, especially in Australia it's the story of an Australian chef traveling around in Ireland and the themes of romance, dislocation, and adventure um, have kind of gone uh, uh, been woven through all of her works since then. Um, in '08, she published a collection of short stories called *All Together Now*, which won another lot of acclaim. And if anyone is interested in hearing her, um, she gave an interview in December of 2014 to Good Reading Magazine, and if you just go to Google and type in interview with Monica McInerney, um, you'll get the, the, um, the URL, which is long, involved, and complicated, so I didn't even bother to try to copy it.
0: Yeah, I think she is. I don't. I don't know what what you're doing, Vicky. Um, well, our usual next thing is to find out who liked the book, who didn't like the book, why, and why not.
2: Well, this is Sherry. I'll start. Um, I thought this was a really great book. It really kept my attention. I thought the characters were well drawn. The plot was interesting. I didn't think the romances were too heavy handed. Um, that amount was just right for me. And then it came to the car crash and the confabulation, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what a cheesy soap opera gimmick. I I didn't like that at all, although considering that it was in there, it was, you know, handled in an interesting way. But that's probably the only thing I didn't like about the book. I, I thought the ending was nice. It wrapped everything up nicely. But I definitely didn't like the whole confabulation aspect of the book. But other than that, I thought it was a great book. I will definitely uh, look for more books by
3: this author. Well, let me try. I'm not sure I'd say it was a dumb book, but it's just not real to me. Okay? Nick is in debt. He doesn't tell his wife or anyone. But he tells Carol, you know, i got to get this reunion going. Carol, oh boy, love and kisses back and forth, etc. The girls, I think Genevieve kind of had her feet on the ground, sort of. Uh, Victoria was sweet. Um, Lindy was nuts. And they all come home. And this father, That's who's insane. in deep debt, is supporting all three of the girls. And they had a boy too, right? They're, they're, yeah, he was well, a the, nerd. The, the, no,
4: he was a 10-year-old boy. I know he was but, a nerd, yeah. though.
3: Okay. Uh, his mother called him a nerd in the letters. Mm-hmm. And um, Maybe I can understand the stream of consciousness where she wrote, you know, this this letter. Usually they were perfect. We do have friends who do that, by the way. Everything's perfect. My sister, I love her dearly, but it's, how's everything going? Fine. And then I read about things on Facebook that are going on in her family. (laughs) My brother and I, we always get together and we say, well, did you talk to our sister? Yeah, how's everything? We say, Fine. And that's what you get from her. That's Mrs. Gillespie. That's what she did for 32 years. And the the thing that I liked, and I hope you'll analyze for me, is people liked her 33rd letter, the last one. They said, that's wonderful. Part of it is they said, we we know that you're not perfect, that you have the same problems we do. But some of that stuff was really deep. And even though it was true, it was really sharing family secrets. So, yeah, it was okay. But I, I just, it's hard to believe some of that. It was starting to get in Sherry when you whatever that word you used the crash got into like still Alice but still Alice was a better book okay I'm done Ruthie um, go ahead
4: okay yeah I I think that uh, I had a hard time kind of getting into the book but uh, so many things were dishonest in this book I mean uh, he didn't tell about the tell about being uh, in debt and he th- kind of gave her the impression that he was. Uh, you know, having a girlfriend this Carol person and she finally totally flaked on him and took him for everything. But uh it was and and then the girls just coming home and kinda of living off mom and dad and they're they're in their thirties and and everything and it kinda of was a at least refreshing. I'm sure people thought, Well at least they're not all this perfect people, they're kinda of like the rest of us, that they have bad times and good times and in uh, everything, I, I think I, I kind of when she had the uh, problem uh, with the sure. car crash and everything like that, that, that it, it was interesting the way it was handled and everything.
5: Well, I had feelings about this book right from the beginning to the end. Um, I read about five hours and I said, I don't like this this is silly. And I got to the place where the girls were going to do the, um, were, were going to act out what the family was doing, and I thought, this is ridiculous. I am not going to read it. So I left it and read a couple of other books in between and then went back to it because I thought, well... Maybe I'll give it more of a chance. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And I think that when she had the car crash and the confabulation or whatever, I think that's when I really started to like it. And um, the whole thing with Will and Alexi and, and all this stuff, to me, it got better as it went on. Um, I couldn't figure out where all the money was coming from that Nick suddenly had, but I guess it was because he made a deal with um, whoever it was. Um, I think the book was a little bit too long, um, because the first five hours were, uh, you know, I normally might have not stayed with it. I don't know why I went back to it. I really don't. Um, but I gave it a chance and I'm glad that I did. I really did enjoy it and especially the last few things with him going to, Nick going to see Will and finding out that Will really was her fantasy and she she just um, was so in love with a fantasy. And I kind of liked I liked Ig a lot. I thought he was really cool. And I liked his friend Robbie. And at the end, he didn't need Robbie anymore. And um, I guess all in all, I did like the book. I thought it was a little bit long. It's not that I don't don't like long books, although um, as I get older, I'm afraid that books are going to be too long, and I'm not going to get them finished. I shouldn't really say that, but... Um, a a really 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 long thing i think oh i don't know and then i might read it or might not it depends and cherry i just want to tell you that you don't need to apologize to me because you know people have to have the book clubs whenever is convenient for for them and i understand that and maybe sometime i'll surprise you and come in on
3: Never know. Uh, Mickey, very quickly, Vicki called and apologized. She doesn't have to. We're all apologizing today. She doesn't have to. Her computer crashed. And that was the story. I'm done. Thanks.
0: I figured something like that. Um, I thought this was one. This, this could be the state of mind I, I'm in now. But first of all, you don't put your thoughts on a computer unless you want someone to read it. Even 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 if your your writing solidifies, so you don't. I was raised in the school where you don't wear your heart on your sleeve. You you just keep on trucking. You do what you have to do. Um, She wrote all of the faults of her family, which was terribly disloyal. Then she uh, he sent it, which was a, a normal thing to do. Because she left it open, which is a stupid thing to do, um, and the book went downhill from there. The people were unrealistic, uh, except for Ig. I really liked him, and I liked Robbie. You're right, but you don't run down your family like this. These are the people you you depend on. These are your 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 folk, and. I thought the way she treated Nick was abominable. I thought uh, if I had treated Bob like that, he'd have ditched me, and probably vice versa. But you don't talk with your 500 or your 100 best friends about it. You talk with your husband about it. You say, hey, we're having a problem. Let's discuss this. And if he says, no, we're not, you kind of push. I'm sorry, I just... I thought this whole book was, was was written on a stupid premise.
3: Well, I learned a long time ago, my dad said nothing with dealing with our family goes out of this house. You know, when we talk here, I don't want to hear it later. Or you guys are in trouble. We deal with it here, you know. And uh, yeah, that she could have easily, I know uh, people tell me it's, that's the author's choice. Write it offline. But then, you know, when you write it, it could be read. And I don't you, know, Nick, I don't blame him for sending it at all. He didn't read it. He probably should have. Nobody read it. The family, the girls, he didn't. They stopped reading it because it was always boring. But I wondered about that too. Why didn't she, if she really had to do it to make her feel good, why didn't she write it offline and then flush it down the toilet? You know, you read it. Uh, David Viscott, the psychiatrist, used to say that. If you're angry at someone and they've, You that passed away or whatever, write a letter and then throw it away. Get it out if you have to do that. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was extreme. If we're going to be really realistic, if we don't care, then great, but horribly disloyal.
1: Well, I,
2: I guess I'm not quite as hard on her. I don't think she sat down and planned to write a really lousy letter like that. It was just spur of the moment. She was trying to think of something to say and decided to write that out and then this whole accident with Ig happened with the knife and she left it there. That didn't, it didn't strike me as bad as it did to the rest of you guys. I will say though that Roger Ebert used to say something about a lot of movies that if people just talked to each other there wouldn't have been a movie and you could kind of say that about this book. If Nick had shared what was going on with the, the ranch to um, her and if she had shared how she was feeling left out to him and if people had talked to each other, a lot of this plot would have disappeared.
5: Well, the girls came home, they plot themselves, wherever they plot themselves, didn't do a thing to help, nobody communicated with each other, as you just said, Sherry, and, um, and that was the main problem. And then, she started having the headaches and
0: everything,
5: and, um, Nobody lifted a finger. I mean, Ig was always there helping with the computer stuff and everything. And, um, oh, I was ready to kill these, these girls. They should have known better. But but I also know that sometimes kids come home and they're kids again. They forget that they're adults and should have um, chores and things to do. And they should have been helping her. But then Angela was very closed up. She didn't communicate anything to anybody, except Joan, up to a point. If Joan hadn't been there for them all, I don't know what they would have done. Um, I would say, as I said before, um, I liked the second half of the, the book because uh, then then I, I really got interested because... Uh, Lily's been interested, as many of you know, in fantasy life that people have. And she just kind of, Angela just kind of sank into her fantasy and made it so real so that she could try to get away from um, the, the real people in her life. I mean, and everything she tried to do, she, she had very low confidence. She tried to make the robins. She tried to do stuff with her pottery. She didn't know what she was doing, and she thought she then she would have fantasies about how everybody would would uh, love her pottery, and she would get orders and all this stuff. And um, and I I think the the car crash was an awakening for... I know, the whole thing was very contrived. I agree. But um, but I, I, I think I liked... I don't know. <laughs> I liked the beginning. I didn't like the beginning. I mean, it was too draggy. And then I liked the, the last um, maybe five hours or six, seven hours, whatever.
2: Well, even though I didn't like the car crash, I did like the way that it sort of forced everybody else to start helping out more. And uh, taking on more responsibility in the house. Unlike the rest of you, I found Robbie a little bit annoying. Um, I just kind of rolled my eyes whenever he came into the picture. But it was nice how they kind of wrapped up that, too.
5: Well, Ig really needed Robbie. Ig had nobody really that he could be with. There was no one uh, that was as smart as he was. And and he was the only 10 year old within how many miles we don't even know so he created robbie so he would have somebody to be with and having when i was a child i had imaginary friends too because i was an only child till i was about four well my sister was born when i was about four uh, years and 10 months old and my imaginary friends. I had different ones at different times, but they were very, very real to me.
3: No, uh, Robbie's cool. I'm trying to think Robbie. Robbie, yeah, he was okay. You know, people well, have...
5: imaginary, yeah. He,
3: I know. He was okay as, as for Ig. Nobody else talked to him. Oh. You know, so Ig made up a friend, and he, and finally Robbie went away. You know, that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lindy's best time, well, in a sad time, mother's in the accident and this idiot... This guy's. how am I going to find the, the, my house? What do, I don't know how to change a tire. And uh, Lindy at least took charge there. She says, I don't care how you find it. Here's the keys. Go straight ahead. And I'm going with my mom, you know, to see my mom. And I thought that was good. And I will say the crash did, as Sherry said, galvanize them. They either better clean the house. They better do it because mother can't, is not doing it. And um, she did it for everybody. Uh, the best person in there was Joan. Joan said, you know. You did it for them all their lives, so live with it. You trained them that way. Nobody could do it as well as you. Cleaning up and everything, the dishes, instead of having chores or an assembly line or something. So you got to live with it. But again, I think Joan was fabulous.
4: Well, Joan was always there for her. I mean, no matter what happened, and and um, yeah, that's uh, you know she's she was a very real person to me. I mean, I thought that. It was the, the luck of having a good friend like that I mean,
3: that was very fortunate for Angela uh-huh. yeah
2: yeah, I like Joan a lot too and I thought the ending for Lindy where she had traveled to Ireland to plan this reunion was a really nice ending for her did you guys think Nick should have gone ahead and gone to Ireland given that his wife was this sick because I kind of thought he should have stayed home and also I was really shocked that Carol was a fraud I
3: definitely didn't see that coming uh, but she he deserved it he writes the whole year. Doesn't tell anybody his problem. That was. Everybody thought it
4: was a girlfriend. You know.
3: Everybody thought she was even even uh, Eve he, and he, Robbie. They said my dad's in love with Carol, Mom. You know, not yeah, the she's whole, a, yeah. They did
4: girlfriend. Yeah.
3: And Carol, God knows if she she probably existed somewhere in a little shack and ripped him off. Okay. Um, I don't think he should have gone to Ireland. I'm yeah. trying to remember who really pushed him to go besides Carol, of course, but. He, he, they finally said, oh, the doctor, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Said, you, you really ought to go. You know, the lady, she was good too, the psychologist, whatever. She was. And she's, why don't you go? Nothing's happening here. But I wouldn't have gone. You know, I'm sorry. Ruth Ann wouldn't have left me either.
0: No. Um, I wouldn't have gone. I mean, I would. Uh, the idea of his going to Ireland by himself, not taking his wife originally, rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I mean, you're a couple. You work together. I, I, I'm just astounded at how much they they were apart, how they didn't follow each other, um, do work with each other. Um, I, it, the, the whole book, I guess I just read it at the wrong time in my life.
2: Well, he was planning on taking her with him. He just hadn't told her yet. He was planning on it being a surprise. So that might have turned out differently, too. There was a cup I, I thought about somebody else mentioned earlier about the money, and I kept thinking that too. You know, where's he finding all this money to send to Carol if they're this much in debt? And there was this other flaw. One time he was driving to see a psychologist, and he said, "I'll meet you right away." And then he takes off to meet the psychologist, and he runs into Joan, and they stand and talk, and then he goes back home, and it's like that's something the editor should have caught. Uh, I usually don't necessarily notice that sort of thing, but that was kind of sloppy.
5: Yeah, the money. I wondered where he got all this money to send to Carol, and he was spending unlimited money when he went to Ireland. And um, but I think that the their relationship was so flawed; they each had thoughts of the other one, but they never ever communicated so you can almost see that okay if you're not going to talk to me and I'm not going to talk to you we're both in our own little worlds I'm going to do what I want and Nick wanted to really go to Ireland and I'm not saying he's right but he went and I really I was surprised that Carol was a a con You know that it was there was no i should have known better but um yeah there was no carol but he but nick also had this whole fantasy life about carol although he didn't want to admit it i think he was a little in love with who he thought carol was because carol was going to help him he he was going to get all this help from her she was going to be there and plan the reunion and do everything for him, then no Carol, and he had to be on his own. And he had a plan as to what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. But there didn't ever seem to be a shortage of money. That surprised me, since there was no money.
3: I, I want to ask you about uh, Angela. The, the, she? Yes, she's lonely. I mean, granted, he's not talking to her ghost in the computer room. He's, he's really the most important. He, she married him a long time, <laughs> at least 33 years. And do people tell me, I've never quite been that lonely. I've fantasized as everybody does a little bit, you know, uh, I've had, I don't think, I don't know if I had a childhood buddy, but anyway, long and short of it. Do you start talking to yourself? Is that common that Angela would start muttering and mother, what are you saying? And she'd flash back back and forth is that and the headache i can see the headaches the tension right but do you, do you do that act a little bit weird because you're lonely even though you're surrounded by uh, kids and everybody
2: well i that didn't seem that unrealistic to me that she would have a rich fantasy life being out there isolated where she was they never really did resolve the headaches and stuff i mean you really kind of thought they were going to go with her having a brain tumor or something and so apparently it was all stress, since it seemed to have gone away when she was relieved of all the household responsibilities. But I, I didn't find that too hard to believe that she would suddenly, you know, be off in her own world and not realize she was talking out loud or something. But I, I, not that I've ever known anybody that did that. But that didn't strike me as that far fetched. I
0: didn't. I don't know anyone who's done that. Um, and, and and that's what pets are for. You can always get away with talking to your dog. Um. I don't have one. But I I'm I might be doing something around the house and 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 you know, blame it on Bob. But but uh you, no, that just isn't what you do. It's it's kinda of bizarre, I thought.
2: Yeah, you're right. Where's the sheep dog? They had a sheep farm, they should have had a dog.
3: No, I want to make it clear. I do talk to my dog. Absolutely I do. Ruth Ann and I talk too, but I don't I don't think I sit and just talk to myself. Well, you know, when I was seven, you know, mm-hmm. and when I was twin, I, we Ruth and I talk about our childhoods. We had great ones. But, uh, yeah, I'll talk to my dog like, oh, man, what a crummy day this is, you know, or let's go. You, I need you to cheer me up. Yeah.
4: Well, one go of ahead. the things, too, is that that uh, uh, when he went to visit, when Nick went to visit uh, the... Oh ireland and was seeing the old boyfriend that she she thought in her next life that she'd married and he was such a bore and such a jerk and uh, apparently that put a whole new thing into nick's life as to what a jerk this guy was and and but she remembered where he had lived and he remembered all she remembered all this other information and
3: yeah, remember in the fantasy, yeah. guys, she she talks about the old boy, the boyfriend, and, I believe, and certainly puts it in the letter. That boy, I have a secret lover, you know, this Walter, was it? He was a bore is right. He was and then Nick said no competition. He has a lot of nerve when he's shoving Carol in her face for a
4: year.
5: Yeah. Well, I think that she was so lonely. I mean, I think, and there was no communication between and I think she needed her fantasy life so she would have something to go into. I think she really needed that. And, it, and, and she had gone with Will, she thought. I mean, Will barely remembered her, didn't really, and didn't think that much of her. And yet she had built up this whole wonderful, perfect, I mean, and that's how fantasies are. When you um, have a fantasy life, you build up this perfect fantasy where everybody in it is perfect. Perfect. Alexa, Alexa was perfect, and she was getting um, what she needed from her full her family, she wasn't getting from her real
0: family. But you don't verbalize it. You don't you don't walk around talking to yourself. I mean, not with people around. You kind of keep it hidden, keep it secret. Because once a fantasy becomes known, it's not it's not private anymore. You know?
4: One thing too ah, uh, uh, with a fantasy, usually you know the difference between a fantasy and reality, and I think sometimes she just plain didn't seem to know that. That it, the the draw lines were very uh, mm-hmm. kind of uh, mushy in there, and then she she didn't seem to have that. You know, definite. You know, usually if you have a fantasy, you know it's a fantasy, and you know at least that's what I would think.
3: And has she made up a daughter who's better yeah. than all of her kids? Right. Um. I, I. That's what I. I think Mickey hit it. I kept listening. To you guys, you're reasonable defending it, but yes. is it normal? I say it isn't. She, uh, it isn't. And then she puts it in the Gillespie letter online with the group name, all ready to go, and we say, well, you can do that? No, you don't." if she's going to write offline you you hide it and you have password protected if it makes you feel good to do that you you know because she's so lonely do it offline but of course that wouldn't have made a story i guess no. but it's not normal
5: well i don't think angela was normal i think angela was probably heading for some kind of a breakdown because things had gotten too much for her that's why she didn't know what was real and what wasn't and it was more comfortable to think about the fantasy life and then to to tell about it um I think she she kind of lost it where reality was concerned and and the difference between her reality and fantasy but um I think that's if she hadn't had the car crash she probably would have ended up um with
0: some kind of a break anyway. Back in the days when I thought I wanted to go into psychology, (laughs) um, I learned that if one person in a family has mental illness, this resounds through the family, and they're all pretty messed up. And I have to say, this family was all messed up. They were all nuts.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. If one person has psychiatric problems, obviously it's going to have an impact. And I think she was with, like Joni, I agree with Joni, she was withdrawing more and more into fantasy because it was happier than dealing with reality, which was becoming overwhelming for her.
5: And, I mean, Joan was the total, but the only really strong person she could go in there and say, okay, we're going to do this, this, this. And she kept... Angela, alive, and the the whole family, because she was the only real strong one, and she could tell them what to do, and they listened, and they had her to talk to, and she was always there, and they were very lucky to have her. Of course, her name was John.
3: What about the party, the handling of that, and Horrible Jane? Is Horrible Jane just simply Lindy's nemesis? Uh, that's I think that's the and character what about Aunt Celia? Wait, wait, I'll get to her but I think that's the character that, that uh, Jill was talking about Why was she even created a part of that book And of course Aunt Celia wasn't all wrong by finally shaking up Angela and saying, okay here's this folder, read it You know, get her to read That's really instant psychology uh, Aunt, Aunt Cecilia said, That's the way it is, I'm an old bat anyway But uh, what about the party and Jane's role
2: Well, I think there were a lot of secondary characters. Jane was secondary. The guy that, um, I forgot the girl's name all of a sudden, the daughter that slept with that TV guy, he was a secondary character. The people in New York were secondary characters, Megan, um, Genevieve's friend in New York, uh, some of the neighbors, stuff like that. And she was put there, you know, Lindy, Uh, Lindy was a drama queen. Everything was always, oh my, oh my, and and this was something really seriously bad that did happen to her when Jane took her boyfriend, but she rallied and managed to end up doing pretty well for herself by going to Ireland.
3: I think Jill, if it is Jane that she was thinking of, said, why was she even needed? What did she add to the book?
2: Well, somebody had to steal Lindy's boyfriend.
5: Well, you know, Jill never told us who she was talking about. I thought she might be talking about Lindy, who was really... Talk about a narcissistic personality.
2: Yeah, you know, they really could have not had Lindy in the book at all, and it wouldn't have made much difference.
3: <laughs> yeah, and we don't know. And next time Jill pops in, we'll ask her who she meant, but when they say horrible Jane, I said, that's Jill's character that she said wasn't needed in that book.
0: The book could have been shortened by about half and made just as much of an impact. That's one of the few authors I would say I wouldn't read another book of. But then again, as I said, this could be my state of mind at this point.
3: We had a lady Friday, I won't say who, read Sam's letters to Jennifer and was struggling um, with cancer in her family and everything. She said, I, I just, it hit me wrong. I, I, I didn't like it and I'm unfair to the book. You know, because I, it, but I did read it. I don't like romances anyway, but I did read it. Uh, but the, I, I wasn't in a good, in a frame of mind that could handle a book.
0: I read that one a long time ago, and I thought it was okay. No, you know, not, not, not one of his best.
5: I read that a long time ago too, and he also had written Nicholas something song to somebody, and I didn't, didn't like that either. I really didn't like
0: Sam's letters to Jennifer.
3: I'm wondering if he even wrote it. He has a lot of ghostwriters. Anyway.
0: Well, have we got more to say about this book? Well, I
5: just want to agree with you, Nikki, that, um, Mickey, I should say, that, uh, it could be cut in half, at least. Maybe a third of it would be all right. Uh, but it was way, way too long.
0: Well, I haven't been here for two months, July and August, um, so has something been decided on the October book?
3: To my knowledge, no.
0: Okay. Anybody got any good suggestions? Oh, well, um, I've been reading all kinds of really strange things that are, are probably not, you know, I'm reading a book on creativity, which no one would like. I'm reading. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Uh, unless you want me to get together with Alan and see what he comes up with, and we let you know.
4: Go ahead. I know we had talked about last time the ice cream queen of wherever it is, but I don't know if...
3: From Orchard Street?
4: Yeah. I don't know if we want to read that or not. Well, Joni read it, she, Joni
3: she, she read can it. tell us if it's worth a read.
5: No, I never finished it. I started it, and it was interesting, but I just kind of left it in the middle. Um... I've been downloading so many books from Bookshare lately, I don't know what to recommend. Too many. I see a book and I want it, I want it. And then I read it and then I forget it.
3: Well, probably Mickey would be wise if you and Alan got together. And whatever you pick is usually good. And uh, Sherry, unless you're very well read, you you may have something in mind.
2: Not really. Um, I'm l- reading some books that we're thinking about for fiction, old and new, so I, I don't want to recommend those necessarily. and then I'm reading some sci-fi stuff, which isn't tend to be done in this group, and some nonfiction. so now, nothing from here that I
0: can think of. Nonfiction's always good. Um, I, I think there are people who choose not to read or don't enjoy reading nonfiction, but it's a way to learn.
3: And I'm reading one that nobody wants to read, apparently, Go Set a Watchman. I do want to read it. I can see where she's mad at Atticus, so that's where I'm at. But uh, that's another one, Harper Lee's book. But I know some said they'll never read it. I don't want to give names, and I don't want to blow blow up the club over it. I'm I'm reading it.
0: Does anybody want to read that? No, I don't. I'm sorry, what was that one, Bob?
3: Uh, Go Set a Watchman by Harper Lee, her second book, Scout Grows Up.
2: Well, I'm sure that would be a great discussion, but yeah, I'm kind of declining to read that one too
0: oh good because i didn't I'm one of them that didn't want to read it because she's this wasn't something she had polished and wanted published and i I just would rather respect her um, dignity if you will um okay, well, Alan and I will talk, and um we will get something um. I don't know whether it, you know we've been hitting the uh i don't know what uh we've been hitting the nonfiction quite hard in the um the uh the two last books we've had uh the Lusitania and um, molasses I like that molasses book um I was sorry that I couldn't be there to Oh, that was the other library group. Oh, well, I'm losing it. I'm sorry. So we will discuss it, and um, the next meeting will, of course, be the third Sunday of October, and uh, we will discuss something that will be announced later.